it's so good to be back. I call this home. I'm telling you what, this place has uh, been one of my special stops uh, for I don't know how long. Uh, people, I have had other churches get a little bit jealous because I'm going to be here about five weeks again, and, and uh, most of the time uh, the churches get one week. You know, when I go on through there, they wonder what you guys have special out here. Well, they ought to come out and visit. They might move out here. Amen. So, no, this is a special place. Um, I'm in 38 churches a year, uh, and I'm in, uh, I think, 18 states, and uh, God has just blessed my ministry, but my ministry is to pastors and missionaries at home and abroad. I, I, I always want people to understand what they're supporting. Uh, you have mi other missionaries that do other things, and they, they, they're in, in maybe in Africa, maybe in Mexico, and everything else, but when I come in, I, I come in to encourage the pastors, and uh, I on pastor came and got me late last night uh, over at the airport late for me not for him but late for me and, and and I was we was going over some things and I said you know most people and I believe this with all my heart most people do not know what pastors go through some of the burdens that they have to carry some of the burdens they can't share you know what I'm saying it, it really is an amazing thing to me I'm not a pastor never will be a pastor uh, but I'm always with a pastor and, and in doing so uh, many times they confide in me, trust me that it's not going to get out the next day, and and you know and and they confide in me, and so I know some of the burdens that they do carry, and I'm I, I'm thankful that they're willing to share with me because I mean I I love what I do, I, I mean I really do. Uh, I don't know what else I would do. I went off the road for four years, and I know God had a purpose for it, and I could even tell you what I think that purpose was. That doesn't matter, but He got that taken care of. And there I was 70 when I went off the road. I came back on the road, and I was, I was 70, what, four years old. And I'm thinking, uh, I can't go back out on the road and drive a motor home and do all these churches and everything else. But you know what? God has allowed me to do that. He's given me safety. He gave me a motor home. He gives me the things that I need to do the, the work of God. And, uh, you know, I have a lot of burdens, a lot of burdens. But like I said, I'm in 38 churches, and one of my biggest burdens is the local church, the local church. I mean, I, I sometimes think uh, people have a misunderstanding of it. I, uh, if whatever days, I mean, uh, pastor's always very generous, generous to me out here, and whatever time he gives me out here, probably each and every time, I'll stop where I'll stop tonight, and I'll stop on a decent time. You know that I may run out of stuff tonight because I prepared this this afternoon, but I'll stop tonight. And if he gives me another Wednesday or another Sunday night or whatever he gives me, you're going to hear about the local church and about believing and belonging. You know what I mean? And I think so many times uh, people think that they can get by without that. I certainly can't. You may not. You may not need this local church, but I do. I, I mean, I live alone, and I love when I come out every Wednesday night, every Sunday, every time the church doors are open. I need that fellowship, and whether you realize it or not, you do too. But you know what? As always, I can't do this in and of myself. We're going to have to depend on someone in uh, much higher than me. And let's go to the Lord and pray. Bow your heads and really seek his face tonight for me and what I say tonight in Jesus' name. Father, thank you. Thank you so much for this church. Thank you for the, the uh, messages and the services this morning. I, I like Brother Wes, I was cer certainly touched by the music. But now, dear Lord, let us quieten our hearts. Uh, you know, let us come into this and listen to your word, what it says. And Lord, listen and learn and apply 
these words and these principles to our hearts and lives. In Jesus' name, amen. And, and I was going to say, I told the pastor, I said, you know, I said, uh, you know, I said, this, this rain and everything else may hold a lot of people from coming tonight. He said, no, Brother Gary, he said, uh, these people uh, come through blizzards. If they don't come tonight, they heard you were preaching. So anyway, if that's the case, I, I'm sorry, Pastor, that I've kept so many away, you know, but I, I, I'm doing my best, you know. Turn your Bible, uh, first of all, if you just real quickly to uh, Matthew 16, 18. You probably know it. I probably wouldn't have to have you go there. But Matthew 16, 18 is a, is a scripture that, and sometimes it's misquoted and misused and misnumeroed, especially by the religion that I was in before I was saved, used this verse in the wrong way. But I'm talking the local church, and I believe that's God's authority for today. I think that's how he wants things done. I believe that with all my heart. And, and, and if a person is saved and not a member of a local church, they, they need to be. But the Bible says in Matthew 16, 18, upon this rock, upon Jesus Christ, I will build my church. Uh, whose church? He says, my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. What, what is the local church? You know, what is it? Uh, sometimes uh, a church building is called a church. Well, folks, it's not the building. Uh, you know what? I thank God for the building that you have here. Uh, we don't see any chandeliers. We don't see any fancy wall trimmings. But I tell you what, God is filling this church like most of the churches that I go in are not being filled. They're being emptied. And God is working in this church. This church, this is just a facility to meet, to worship the Lord Jesus Christ on Sundays and Wednesdays and any other special events that you have. The local church is God's people. You know, the, the word church is called ecclesia, and it's a called out assembly. So the New Testament church is a local assembly of baptized believers who have voluntarily joined themselves together to carry out the Great Commission. You know what I mean? Each local assembly... Each local assembly to have only the Lord Jesus Christ as its head. You know, they don't have to get orders from headquarters. You don't know how many religions literally get orders from headquarters of what they're going to do. Who's going to be placed in that position? The, the pastor that's going to be, all these other things. This is an autonomous church, an autonomous work, and that's part of the Baptist distinctive. Praise God for that, you know. But the members are autonomous and are bound together by their mutual love for the Lord Jesus Christ and their love one for another. Uh, I tell people this all the time. Many times I'll go into church on a Wednesday night, whenever, and they'll break apart for prayers. I don't even know these people. I've, I, you know what? But I tell you what, I'll sit down and I'll pray with those people, and, and it always brings it to my mind that, you know, I didn't even know them when I started praying, but I just we have that common bond, which is in Christ Jesus. We're brothers and sisters in Christ, and boy, what a privilege it is to be a part uh, of a local church. You know, there are folks who think they can live without being part of a church. And that's what I was telling you uh, sort of a while ago. I, you guys may be able to live without me, but I can't live without you. But, you know, you, I'll talk to people and they'll say, well, well, I, I watch my church on TV. Uh, I, I go to the woods on Sundays and sit in the, in the tree stands and I, you know, and I worship the Lord. And, you know, uh, you know there's, I, I do the live stream and the services and, and uh, you know, that's our pajama crowd that we have since COVID. And we're actually, and truthfully, really, who is the pastor? I thought he was going to steal my message this morning. I mean, I did. He asked me to preach tonight, and then I heard him preaching. He started talking on the local church in a way because he said, who's going to marry you? 
And I thought, yeah, that, Pastor, that's in my message tonight because I knew what was up here. And I said, who's going to bury you? I always say that too, you know. Where are you going to give your tithe? You know what I mean? You know, oh, and you've got problems that you need to discuss. Who, who are you going to uh, discuss them with, your TV or your computer? Which one of those is going to give you the answers to that? You know, you have marital problems, you have rebellious children. I mean, the list goes on. You can add to that list. You could give me to this list, and I'll add it to my list so I can preach it the next time I preach this because this won't be the last time I preach on the local church. It really not. You know, so the Bible is full of people who uh, knew. They knew that they needed to associate with other people of God. I, I think about Ruth, and she desired to be part of God's people, Israel, so she left uh, her Moabite uh, country and her Moabite people and went to be with Naomi. You know, I thought about in Acts after Peter and John, they were uh, apprehended and they were put in a prison and everything else. As soon as they were released, what did they do? They wanted to get back with some uh, local with the local New Testament believers. They knew that they were in uh, in 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 company in jail. They were in jail, but you know they wanted to come out and be with the believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. In Matthew 18, Jesus taught that believers should work together to help each other. You know, I love, I love the testimony this morning of Sherry Gould. I did. I talked with her after, after this was, uh, church was over this morning. She said over her and Guy said over here for a long time. And, uh, and, and so she told me, she, she thanked me for a, a card and a letter that I had written her and, and Guy. But she said, these cards and these letters and the kindness that the church of God showed me, she said, the, the Platte Valley Baptist Church showed me, she said, kept me going. And that, that's you guys, you know, and that, that's this, this local church. That's Platte Valley Baptist Church in, in Morgan and Brush, uh, Colorado. I mean, this local area that we serve in here, I mean, that's what keeps people going. And those that get in trouble, uh, I was talking about some others uh, with someone today, and I said, you know what, people will get in trouble, and, and as soon as they get in trouble, you know, they wonder why they're in trouble. I, I talked to a guy this week, I'll have to share this with uh, Pastor Mundy, that I hadn't talked to in probably four years. And, and when I talked to him, uh, he, he, he called me. And he said, he said, you know, he said, I'm sorry about no communications for this time. But he told me some of the trials and some of the tribulations that he had went through the last four years. He had went through a horrible divorce and some other things. And you know what? I says, Paul, you should have called me. You should have had called a lot of your buddies. You shouldn't have you know, dropped out of church and, and off the face of the planet Earth. I said, that's when you need the Lord. That's when you need God's people surrounding you and lifting you up before the Lord in prayer. You know, but he, he admitted that. And, you know, so anyway, uh, we, we need each other. And just, just again, try, just try to get uh, from your TV or evangelist or live stream group, you know, uh, what you can get when you meet people face to face here at the church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Uh, every time these doors open, we fo folks, we are blessed. And, and don't get me wrong, uh, when it's needed, when it's used and needed, live stream is a wonderful, wonderful tool for the ministry. Uh, I mean, it's touched people. Live stream has touched people that would, would never entered the doors. I understand that. You know, Sherry Gould, was, she gave me testimonies that, you know, she, she was able to watch this church online. You know, so there's, there's times and places for it. But you know what? If you're an able-bodied person and, and you have strength and health in your body and God has blessed you, uh, you ought to be in church every time the church doors open. I believe that with all my heart or I wouldn't say that, you know. And it's easy to call, uh, fall into the, the game of the pajama 
Instagram game or whatever, the people that stay home and watch it on, t- on TV or on the radio or whatever they watch on the radio, on TV or on their computers, and they watch it, you know. And it's amazing to me, you know, how, what they think they can get out of that. But, you know, you cannot get out of it. There's no way that you can get out of it what you can get when you uh, talk to people face-to-face. So, uh, uh, again, uh, we, we just need that. Uh, turn, turn to Acts 2.41 through 47. Acts 2.41 through 47. Uh, I am gonna, I'm going to read that. Acts 2.41 through 47. I'm going to read all that if you don't mind. The Bible says, give you just a little bit of time. I still hear pages rustling. I love to hear the rustling of God's word. Acts 2, 41 through 47, the Bible says, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And you could mark, if you were marking things down, just see Acts 4, 4 on that one as well. I'm not going to go back to that, but you, look, you can look at that for reference. And verse 42 says, And they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were were together and had all things common, and sold their possession and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking of bread and from house to house, and did eat their meat with gladness and single of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. You know, so Acts, uh, that, that passage of Scripture uh, sort of shows me that God, God's word in Acts 41, that many people believed the gospel message and got saved and they got baptized and they became a member of the local church. A distinct group of people established by the Lord Jesus Christ, and he added to them about 3,000 souls that day. And, you know, knowing Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior is the most wonderful thing in the world. That's the greatest thing, greatest day of my entire life is when I got saved. September 2nd, 1987, 9 o'clock in the morning. And I I know everybody doesn't know the exact date and time and everything like that, but I want to tell you in my life, Uh, It's a date and a time and an hour that I can never forget for what God did in my life. I mean, when God saved me, not only saved me, but he he, he allowed me to go to Bible college. He put me into the ministry, and he's allowed me to minister uh, to pastors and missionaries all over the world. And how, how, how thankful I am for that, you know. But, you know, being identified with, with a member of a local church, I said knowing Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior is the most wonderful thing that can happen. But actually being identified as a member of a local church, local Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church is a privilege. That, and I believe it's a duty of every Christian, uh, you know, in, in, that is saved. I, I really believe that with all my heart. The local church is God's plan and what God uses to accomplish his work on this earth. I mean, again, I said it earlier, and I'll say it again. I believe the local church is God's plan and God's authority today for each and every one of us in a local church, you know. And you, you need to believe and belong. Not just believe, but you need to also believe and belong. Uh, Acts t- uh, 2.41 says, Then they that gladly received his word, they, you know, some of them gladly received it. You know, the apostle... Uh, Peter preached the message of Jesus Christ and told them of of Christ, uh, the promised Messiah, 
that he came from heaven and died on the cross and he was buried and rose from the dead and he rose the third day. And that's Jesus Christ. And he is the only way to heaven. Again, I don't know why I've had so many discussions with people and a lot of them family members this, this last month that one, guy, one told me that he didn't want anything to do with religion. You know, the other one told me that he didn't have no authority. He just wanted people to leave him alone. I said, well, you have some authority. I said, God's already written the book, and you have authority. Where you obey it or not is going to be up to you. But he sort of agreed that God, you know, w would be over him. But that's the only one that he wanted to have anything to do with. But he's not even reading it. He's not. You have to read it and apply it for it to even to work. You know, God's given us his word, but he can't. Can't force it, it can't and won't force it down our throats, you know. So the Bible says that they believed in this passage of scripture. They believed God's word and repented, and they were pricked in their hearts. I mean, I'm telling you, the day I got saved, you talk about conviction coming upon a man. Uh, I always tell this story. I I'd started to work that day, and and I I got I I dropped my kids off. They were stay, spent the night with me. My my son-in-law, my daughter. Uh, they lived in Crane, Indiana, and so I, they wanted just me to drop them off at home, and I dropped them off at home, and when I tried to get through, uh, go to, to, to the gate that day, I said, people think I'm Pentecostal or something, I'm saying, but I said, I don't believe that car would go through that gate. I mean, God pricked my heart, I turned that thing around, and I went back to my daughter, I said, where is this Jeff Williams, uh, he was the pastor, I said, you and, and uh, Sam what was that other guy's name? There was two guys that shared the gospel with me. But I asked my, my daughter, I said, where does this guy live? And she took me over there, dropped me off, and I went in there and shared my, my, my heart with him. And he, he took me down the Romans Road, and God saved me and, and put me on my, the right track. you know. But the Bible says that they repented in this passage of Scripture and were pricked in their hearts and convicted of their sin, and they received the Lord Jesus Christ into their lives as their personal Savior. You know, so... The main thing I'm telling you tonight is, uh, you know, we need to belong and believe. So uh, it, it's, it's troubling to think, to me, it's very troubling. I was talking to someone right before the service. It's troubling for me to believe that there are churches that I believe that are full of unbelievers. I believe that with all my heart. I'll never forget this one pastor who was taken over from his dad. And he said, Dad, I'm really burdened for the lost, he said, around this community. And his dad looked back at him. He said, son, that's good. He said, but I'm really burdened about those who come to church and play church and have never accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. So, you know what? It's one thing to believe, but it's another thing to belong. And you can't belong to a local church unless you do believe. You really don't. You can't. And not only that, you have to put your faith and trust in Christ. And you should be baptized. You should identify with Christ. You should identify with all this. And you know what? There are so many that I've seen in churches, they literally would like to serve. They might want to teach the Sunday school and everything else, and they're not even a member of the local church. And, and I will preach to people tonight, even if you're here tonight, and, and you're not a member of this church, you need to become a member. If you're saved and, and baptized, you need to become a member of this church and get involved, folks. Just go ahead and get involved while you can do it, you know. We should know for sure that we are uh, children of God, first of all, and then... We, we need to be ready to tell others how we can come to know him. You guys will love me tonight because that's it. That's all I've got. I told Pastor it might be a little bit short tonight. He said, that's all right. They'll love you anyway. I thought there would be more time taken for the testimonies. But you know what? Maybe Pastor will open it up back up. And maybe you've got some testimonies right now 
Uh, I know one, one testimony I've never forgotten was Diane Wetzel. Do you remember her, Pastor? Uh, Diane Wetzel said she was in a testimony service, and people were popping up and giving their testimonies of how they were saved and everything else. She said, in that service, I realized that they had a testimony, and I didn't, and I had never put my faith and trust in Christ. And you know what? If you have never done that, if you have never, ever put your faith and trust in Christ, in Christ alone. You know, for many years, I was religious, but I was religiously lost. I didn't know Jesus Christ in the donut. I had a head knowledge, but not a heart knowledge, and that is what makes the difference. Father in heaven, <clears throat> Pastor, you come on up here. Pastor, Father in heaven, thank you for your love and for all that you have done in my life. Uh, thank you for this group of people who battled the weather tonight to get out to, uh, to be fed from the word of God. I, I pray that it's already been a blessing to them. And Lord, I just pray as this time goes on here while I'm here, if I can continue to be a blessing to them and continue to preach about the local church. Lord, it's your church, not our church. This is not Pastor Monday's church. This is God's church. Lord, we ask that we'll glorify you in all that we say and do. I always like to pray for what you have done for us, Lord. I like to pray for what you're doing right now. But I believe from the bottom of my heart that if we will submit our hearts and our lives to you, that you have much in store for us down the road. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor. Thank you, Brother Gary. You're always a blessing. Anyone have a testimony? Yes. Romans, so what, he's got one right there. You know what I do on that too, is I go to, to Romans 3, verse 10. That's the only verse you need to remember. Go to Romans 3 and verse 10, as it is written, there's none righteous, no, not one. And then right there by Romans 3.10, you write Romans 3.23. Then you go from Romans 3.23 to Romans 6.23, Romans 6.23 to Romans 5.8, Romans 5.8, then you can go to um, Romans 5.12 if you want to, and then you can go to Romans 10, verses 9 and 10, and then Romans 13. And then on Romans 13, a lot of times I go to 1 John 5.13 which teaches assurance of salvation. But those are good. All you got to do is if you have your Bible with you, Romans 3.10, and then that will take you. That's good. Anybody with a testimony or another question? Yes, Wendy? Let's, yeah, give Miss Wendy the mic back there. I just wanted to thank Rachel Smith. She reached out to me and asked me to come over for a luncheon. She shares the same um, loss. She lost her husband suddenly in her 50s. And uh, she just used that time to encourage me. And uh, she was quite a blessing. And, and I'm like, you know, that's really awesome that she can use that time in her life to encourage somebody else. So I just thank you for that. You have one? Yes. We just can't get enough. Okay. 
Tibia. Try that. Is that one on? This one on? Yeah, this one's on. Um, my testimony is this church, when I'm away, uh, I have people here that contact me. Do what? No, go ahead. Okay. I thought you was telling me to shut me off, Pastor. No. I was no. <laughs> no, but really, uh, people keep in contact with me out here. I get cards from the church. Uh, you know what I mean? And again, that's that, uh, that fellowship that we have even when I'm not here. That's, what, uh, that's why I love coming out here and uh, pray for this church, pray for you and your family and, and so many members individually uh, that I have gotten closer to. I, I, I pray for the whole church as a whole. But uh, I, I really do uh, thank God for each and every one of you. Thank you. Amen. Pastor Jim. Smack that thing if it doesn't work. That's what I always do. Hello. There you go. I think it's working. <laughs> I really enjoyed hearing the singing group this morning. And me uh, 50 years ago this summer, I was on a quartet tour from the little Bible college I attended up by person. And in preaching class, we were taught uh, weak point, yell louder. <laughs> That's never happened in this church. <laughs> but this morning, you had what seemed like a five-minute pause. It couldn't have been that long. And I thought, is he going to yell? Is he going to cry? What is this? And uh, then I realized it was the passion of your heart. Uh, whatever your volume level is, it comes out, and I appreciate that very much. I, I know it's not just a show, but it tells us where your heart is, when you can get the words out strongly and when you can't get them out at all. And I appreciate that. Glad grizzly bears didn't get you guys in your camp out. Right back there, guys. Before our camp out last weekend, we had the opportunity to attend our Wyoming church that we had gone to for several decades and our children were raised in. And I know I've told some of you the story, but not all of you know it. But that church was literally one Sunday from being done. There was some really horrible, difficult time that we did not understand. And it was so incredibly painful. And, and literally, we were one Sunday from dying. And our numbers had fallen. We were down to 10 or 15 families. And the only reason Dave and I stayed there is because we were the treasurers <laughs> and we didn't know what to do with the money and the building and all of that. And so we stuck around along with a few other families. And from that incredible low point, um, God stepped in and used all of our brokenness and built on that to show that that church belongs to him. And that church now is not quite as big as this, but it's far more than 10 families. It was incredibly hard to leave because that was our Wyoming family. 
but to step back in there, to see faces, many faces we didn't know, to see many children, to see children that we saw at four, five, six years old, now as adults, still coming to the church um, with their families. And it was just, it was just amazing because we can't go back there without thinking about that incredible low point and what God has done with that church. And it wasn't us because we were too broken and too wounded to do anything. It was God that stepped in and kept his word going in that very, very deep Mormon community. They now have an incredible youth outreach program that interacts with Mormons all the time. There's Mormon individuals who went to school with my children that now attend this, this Bible church and are, are uh, born-again believers. And it's just, uh, it's just amazing to go back there and be so filled with that, but yet know that this is now our home, and we feel that same strong love in this church. And I, I can't explain what a blessing that is to come from that and to still be in that. Amen. Amen. It's what it's supposed to be. Anyone else? You know what? That's a good way to end. Father, we thank you for tonight. And I pray, Father, that you will guide us home and use us this week and, and give us those opportunities, prick our heart when we know we we're supposed to say something. And pray you bring people into our lives that, uh, Lord, you will uh, use us to be your spokesman. I pray, Father, that you will guide and bless and Thank you, Lord, for our church family, and I pray that you will continue to use us to uh, further the gospel and make a difference in people's lives, and Lord, we love you, and I pray that your blessings be upon us in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys.